This podcast is brought to you by One Music Collective, a record label and production studio located in Tampa, Florida. Follow at One Music Collective for more information. Hello and welcome to the pod. Today on the show, we have Ken Apperson. Ken Apperson is a guitarist and he has a show on Facebook called The Coda Project. Check that out. The link is in his bio and his Instagram account is at Ken, that's Ken with a K, Apperson, and that's Apperson with two P's. All right, y'all, enjoy the pod. Now, my, my fellow Americans, we we are in a time of crisis. We, we are at an inflection point in American history, and we need to remember our core fundamental values, liberty, justice, and freedom. Right now, we are... We are struggling with with who we are as a nation, and people are people are unemployed. People are struggling in the streets, and that is why we need to we need to have free loans for, for all people. Go to the loan depot. They'll get you a loan. The Republicans don't want you to have a loan, so go to loan depot. Or go to loan dog. Don't boo. Whoa. That's all I got. They're, they're pulling me to see. I got to go. All right. I love you, Jared. Thank you, President Obama. Bye. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I had like a, that uh, doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. I was doing a podcast maybe a month ago and this chick was brought in by one of the dudes who I was podcasting with. It's like uh, this this dude's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, she didn't have a mic or headphones, mm-hmm. but she just kept on interjecting. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time. It's actually the podcast uh, with uh, GRP54. With, you know uh, Julian and you know Nook? Uh, Nook I'm is, familiar with them. I, I haven't met them. No. Okay. Um, really cool dudes. Uh, Julian's a phenomenal uh, keyboardist. Nook is uh, he he raps. And Nook brought his girlfriend in, and this girl would not stop talking. And during the podcast, like if you're listening to it, you don't see me like staring her the fuck down. <laughs> like hey, like uh, like I think her name was like Jessica or something. And yeah, did you want to say? Oh, uh, I thought no, you were to say something. Yeah. So. At some point, because she kept on talking and talking and talking, like, <laughs> like just being an idiot. So I literally, at one point, took my headphones off, looked at her, pushed my microphone away, and said, I think her name was Jessica, Jessica, listen, you are not respecting the podcast. You need to stop talking and start respecting the podcast. And that shut her up for like 10 minutes. Yeah. That'll, and then she yeah. just kept on talking. That's it good. Was a huge, huge nightmare. Um, that microphone. Yes, the Shure SM7B. Yes, you're talking into the side of it. Right. I thought that was okay. The front of it is where it's most sensitive. Really? I thought that this. Uh, I really. I've always See thought how much that clearer I could, that is. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not a huge difference. You're right. They're meant to be. Where were you when I got all this They're meant to be directional but but yeah, like that's a yeah. Well, I. See, I thought that it was fully, and I, I didn't know that word before you came in here, omnidirectional. Omni, semi-omnidirectional. Okay. I got it because my lord and savior, Joe Rogan, uses it, mm-hmm. and I figured that it would it's be It's a okay. great mic. It's a great mic. It's yeah. the mic you should be using, for sure. Thank it's a good you. mic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, see, I really, really, I'm a huge fan of this mic. I'm, I'm just letting you know that, like, if, if other guys come in here, then they know, like, this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
they won't tell you that, but okay. they'll but they'll laugh about. Well, it later. I'm you're probably the first person to come in here and know. Ask Jeff. Like, I'm the guy that'll stuff. tell you. Ask Jeff. New yeah. podcast <laughs> starting from One Music Collective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's so, do, a, uh, do you mind if I do a little story real quick? Oh yeah, hey, we look. can absolutely. We're on the Graham Radio podcast. Welcome to the Graham Radio podcast. Follow Graham Radio and Ken Apperson. Well, you're you're already following. You're Ken already Apperson. following me. Yeah, but follow yeah. Graham Radio and One Music Collective. <laughs> That's a good pub, uh, plug. That's good. Yeah, uh, I like that a lot. And I feel like I look good today. I'm wearing a tie-dye shirt for the first time <laughs> in a long, long, long time. See, I'm a huge uh, deadhead. And literally all through like high school and college, I was the guy who was wearing tie-dye. Always. Wow. Okay. But I don't know why. While I was studying for the bar exam this summer, I just stopped wearing tie-dye. Hmm. I think that my buddy told me a little bit about minimalism and the importance of it. And I was like, you know what? Let me do that. So I, I got, I shrunk down to like two or three tie dyes, and then I just like stopped wearing tie dye. Mm. But this is like one of my favorite tie dye shirts. This shirt was actually hanging up in my room for like a year just because mm. I liked looking at it. Mm. Yeah, online ceramics, very very cool. Interesting. Yeah, have you ever sold merch? Uh, we're that's on the mic docket in the mic. Oh, we're, are we rolling right now? Oh, we've been rolling. <laughs> I had no idea we were rolling. My yeah, bad. we we have I would been, have been into it. My bad. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, uh, that's on the uh, docket for the new season of the show for sure. Uh, me personally, yeah, I've I've um, I've sold merch uh, for band projects and music projects, things like that for sure. Nice. I love the feeling of getting an email from Stripe or wherever mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, this person just bought merch from you." Mm-hmm. It's so it's so nice. Well, what's funny about uh, the way that I've sold merch is I've always done it the old school way, like at the shows, like okay. person to person. Um, so the online merch world is a new uh, endeavor that we're definitely going to be uh, navigating <laughs> for the next uh, probably the next month. But uh, I've, I've actually looked for a couple of different designers for merch because it occurs to me that since no one knows what my show is right now (laughs) there's no good reason for them to wear a a shirt with just my logo on it so we have to make the shirts um, which is fucked up because when i saw you perform it Mm -hmm. was insane oh thank you. it was insane but you have two monthly listeners on spotify Mm -hmm. which is like ridiculous (laughs) it's it's not fair like it's completely unfair. Well, to be fair, um, my Spotify is like ten years old. I haven't right. put any new music out in the past since, ten years. Since Puzzle Pieces, twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Well, I look really at you. Like you it. did your homework. I appreciate that. Thank you, hey, sir. Man, it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. It's mediocre stuff, which is the other reason why I don't push it very hard. Okay. Uh, but the projects that I'm I'm actually working on two projects right now uh, musically. Um, one of them is going to have heavy country Americana folk uh, influences. It, wait, uh, is one of them? Is one of the songs going to be the one that's like Give my number? Like you know? You nope, know no, nope. That's it's such uh, a good one. That's, that's going to be uh, that's sweetness. That's okay. going to be uh, my my full band project. Oh nice. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be. What are you going to call your band? Ken Aberson and, and the band. <laughs> yes, Ken Aberson and the band. Uh, I think it's copywritten already. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> you know, go figure. Well, do you know? Do you have a, a name for it? Uh, I do, I do, but I'm not ready okay. to reveal ooh, it just yet. Ooh. Yeah. Everything in its or how about this? place can, and time. Can, uh, can you reveal it? But I'll I'll bleep it out. No, no, ooh, no. I'm right. not putting it on wax. No way. All Absolutely right, not. all right. Okay, cool. No. Uh, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Kelly period love three. Kelly period. Love three. Also, for the listeners, uh, we have a new uh, video switcher in here. 
And her name is Kelly. Is that you on the right? Kelly, right a- Kelly, a.k.a. Raquel. Okay, perfect. You're in the room. I got to tag you. Wow, thank you. Yes, yeah. that is very, very important. She is the uh, she is the camera switcher, correct? Yes, video That's switcher, awesome. camera switcher, video whatever you want to call it. Yes. She's working the, the Blackmagic A10 Pro. Well, the real, wor- the real word for her would be producer. The producer. She's a video production. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, produced by Raquel. Thank you, Raquel. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Ken Apperson. Let's get into the interviewee part of this. Okay. okay. All right. So we met at Shuffle, and you completely rocked the house. You were the featured artist. I had been living in Tampa for less than a week, and I was like, yo, this dude is insanely good. And I knew that I had to have you on the podcast. So take me through, like, Your first time picking up a guitar, when was that? Uh, My first time picking up a guitar, I was single digits. I can't tell you the exact age. Um, My mom had an old piece of shit guitar lying around the house. Okay. I picked it up and I put it right back down, had zero interest. (laughs) Okay. So that's the first time. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, how how old do you think you you were? The problem with, uh, you know, the temporal... Uh, passage of time through my memory is that it's very uh, jumbled mm-hmm. and uh, well memory's weird Me- memory can change the color of a car you know well, right well you know the, the older you get the further away you get from those memories and the more your uh, creative side of your brain starts to take over and fill in those gaps sometimes automatically and without you realizing it so as far as I know I might have been 12 years old I don't know but that's another story for a mushroom trip for sure uh, the yeah, I was, uh, uh, you know, eight, nine years old probably, and uh, that guitar was lying around. My dad had gotten it for my mom because she played guitar when she was younger. She was a Bible thumper uh, in high school, well, I suppose. What was her favorite verse? Do you know? I have no idea. You have no idea? That's okay. I couldn't tell you That's because okay. by the time I came around, she was past it. Okay. She was out of it. She never played it because it was junk. <laughs> my mm. dad bought it for her from a pawn shop because he didn't know any better. So it just kind of was a fixture in the house. I picked it up, put it back, put it down because it was really difficult to play. Even by like normal standards, it was really difficult to play. And then, you know, add to that, you know, a nine-year-old with the nine-year-old figure yeah. strength. And uh, the strings were, you know, half an inch off of the, the neck of the guitar. It was impossible. It yeah. wasn't something that, you know. Does that guitar happen. still exist? Uh, I'm sure it does. I wouldn't even be surprised my mom still has it. But uh probably only for sentimental value as far as I know. Okay. Uh, I bought her a guitar when I was an older teenager because I was convinced that she wanted to play again. I don't know if she ever picked it up again, but hopefully she did. It's a good gift. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I uh, I heard a friend say that when someone buys you a guitar or gets gives you a guitar as a gift, they become a friend for life because you're bonded through that uh, musical instrument. Mm-hmm. That sounds like bullshit to me, but... I th- uh, it's well, a nice sentiment. I just think that like a really, really well thought out gift. Like it doesn't have to just be a guitar. Like my my uh, my stepdad, uh, he showed me a picture of him when he was nine years old mm-hmm. wearing a shirt that said Martin's Insurance, and that was his dad's um, insurance company, which has, hasn't been around in like thirty years. Mm-hmm. But I remade the shirt and gave it to him as a gift. 
That's cool. That's a great gift. That's a thoughtful gift. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. And I mean, obviously, me and him are bonded forever because he's my stepdad. But nonetheless, yeah, nonetheless. So you pick up this guitar when you're in single digits Mm -hmm. and was, uh, and then what? I put it back. I put it back down. No, I I got that. Zero interest. Like, I I didn't pick up. Where did the interest come from? I didn't pick up the guitar until I was, and and keep it in my hands until I was probably 15. Okay. And when I picked it up when I was 15, I never put it down. Right. Um, I was into skateboarding at that time skateboard started collecting dust boom mm-hmm. that was that, that was it um i had a semi-obsessive personality when i was younger so if i took an interest in something it's all i wanted to do right and that was the same for guitar uh i got to i played for a summer and what what were you playing during the summer were you just learning songs or were yeah you learning, i was uh, learning songs it? from the internet okay um, what was the first was, song you learned the very first song i learned actually was a it was on it was printed out uh, a lyric sheet with with chords was printed out in the guitar case that was you know housing my mom's guitar that right. I went and picked up that no one was playing, and it was American Pie. It was American. Okay, do you, do you still know how to play that? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For the most part, it's got like seven verses. So yeah, I don't remember all of. Yeah, those you verses. probably that, the American Pie. <laughs> nor should I. Nor American should Pie is one of those songs that every once in a while I'll put on and then I'll have to turn off like two minutes in because I'll be like, God, it's still on. Oh yeah, that's right. Like it's super repetitive. Oh man, it's like yeah. a podcast host that doesn't know how to stay focused. It's the worst. <laughs> and that's not you. I'm just kidding. Dude, yeah. I, that's like a podcast host. Okay, let me tell you something. I don't know yet, actually. About, this is the first podcast. I've I know, and yet. I'm literally about to take us way off topic. <laughs> if we're about to talk about podcast hosts that are things that podcast people do that I hate. Yeah. I hate it when a podcast host just like philosophizes about life for two hours. <laughs> like, you know, you just have to find something that you like doing and do it and, you know, figure out how to do it. No one does that. And people don't. Re- it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Talk about something interesting. Yeah, that, like you can do that. You can get away with doing that for five minutes. But after that, shut the fuck up. It's like when you're famous and you go and do stand-up comedy. Like you have the crowd for 45 seconds, maybe two minutes if they're super excited for like Jerry's, uh, for Jerry Seinfeld to come on. But you better be funny. Oh, you know? if you're the opener, you have 15 seconds. Oh, oh. You, yeah, you have from, yeah. from the time they stop clapping and you walk out, you have five to 10 to 15 seconds max. Any comedian will tell you that. You better do something very Immediately. The way you introduce yourself needs to be funny. Yes. You know? Yeah. Not that I know anything about comedians whatsoever. Well, other would, than uh, I find the craft fascinating. Yes. Well, from translating it to playing guitar, uh, you got to do something. You, you got to have confidence when you get up there. Yeah, which is something that honestly, I mean, you saw the first time that I ever played guitar, was, like in front was, of people. That's so, a huge milestone for any individual. You know, it was so, fun. Good for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, you learn how to play American Pie. I'm assuming that you learn how to play a lot of other things mm-hmm. while because you're not doing tray flips over five stairs anymore. Yeah, you, I was yeah. never doing tray flips over five stairs. What was the coolest thing you ever did on a skateboard? Uh, sprained my ankle three times. Oh, we, in uh, one w- summer. Which ankle? My left. We're left ankle buddies. There we go. I yeah. I shattered my left ankle. I, I still have pins in it. Yeah. How did you do it? Skateboarding. But I mean, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got sound bites. Uh, yeah. I love it. That's great. That's great. What? Go through the sound bite list for me so I can hear it. I want to hear them. Go, go through sure. one of them. Sure. Do, do all of them. This is the theme song for the show. Oh, cool. This is... <laughs> oh, laugh track. Nice. Laugh track. This is... That was um, a nice, like, warm welcoming laugh track too. Yeah. that was good it's not too it wasn't too over and wait for like the ending laughs like hold on oh 
It, you know, it's nice. Yeah. And then nice little. Ah, nice applause. Cars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I know. This is. Oh, a yeah, good rim good. shot. Oh, yeah, rim yep. shot. That. And then mm-hmm. this one is actually an advertisement that I just need to replace. Harry Blues Gin. I mean, it is just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it goes on. It's the worst advertisement that I've ever recorded. It's a full-on three-minute advertisement of just me saying, like, I just ramble. It is it is so bad, <laughs> dude. But you, That's what a podcast is for. Um, It is. <laughs> it, it is. Um, but advertisers sometimes don't like that. I actually, rec- that's true. I very recently redid the way that I do advertising. It's, yeah. It's so ridiculous. Let me, let me play a quick advertisement. No, no, no. It's, dude, you're really going to like this. It's, I'll hear it later seconds. when you, when you do the, when you finish the show and, and it airs. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, do, do you listen to Rick and Morty? Yeah, I listen to Rick and Morty. I never have the TV on. I just listen to it in (laughs) podcast form. Hey, listen, man. What's going on here? Whose fucking podcast is this? I don't know anymore. What the fuck is happening? Here, hold on a second. All right, I don't. It's somewhere in that podcast. Well, where'd it go? I thought we were going to listen to it. We'll listen to it a little bit later, Mr. Apperson. Yes. The new way that I'm doing uh, advertisements Uh is like. I have two advertisers. One yeah. of them is a loan company. The other one is a gin company. Okay. For the loans, I'm having, uh, I'm doing like impressions of people, and I'm having pe- like my buddy does a great impression of like Ben Shapiro, Trump, okay. Bernie Sanders, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and he did some great stuff. And then for the gin company, I'm just doing like my own weird voices. Okay. Like, it's it's just funny. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. You never heard no gin like this before my whole life. Like it's just stupid. But it's well, funny. when you come from Missouri. There's a certain twang that comes into your voice, just a little bit. And luckily for me, I'm from St. Louis. And the funny thing about St. Louis is that if you're from St. Louis, if you're from the city limits, everyone has a very non-regional diction. It's very straightforward. There's very little accent to it. Um, now, let me ask you a question. All right, you're from the inner city of St. Louis. You ever drinking gin? You like drinking gin? No. All right, brother. Well, you ain't never in your whole life what's your gym com- not, what's not, your gin company not called? In your whole life have you ever drank in harry blues gin harry right blues. behind you i love harry blues gin it's delicious it's, it's the great. best gin i've ever had and frankly i've had every kind of gin there is on the planet harry whatever jim is <laughs> the best harry gin jim. i've ever had <laughs> harry jim Harry Dude. Jim. That, that, that's my ex-boyfriend's name. I'm kidding. That's worse. That's worse. I thought it was Harry Jim. No, no, it's Harry Blues Jim. Harry it's right Blues behind you. Jim. Grab the, grab the cube. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab that. Grab that. Yes, that is Harry Blues Jim. It's good stuff. It's oh, I like this fruity. label. I like this. This whole presentation is very nice, actually. Yeah, it's nice, right? That's pretty cool. It looks and feels expensive, which it should. But if it's not expensive, that's even better. It's forty dollars a bottle. Oh, and it's expensive. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> and you get uh, free shipping on it if you use my promo code GRP. Oh, so we have to we have to ship it. Yes, that's great. Yeah, it's great stuff. Distilled from grain in Miami. In Miami. It's a very Miami gin. It's very fruity. I know. I, I would ask if you want some, but I know that you've been sober for, or on now. Not, you have not drank alcohol for two years. That's so, true. Yes. So I, unless you, 
for some awesome reason, want to break that stride on this right podcast. Now? <laughs> right to now. To be the exclusive me falling off the wagon. <laughs> Jesus. This is the spiral, everyone. Yes. So, um, you learn American Pie. You learn a lot of other things. Boy, we're really like going through my, my autobiography, huh? Yeah, fuck I, it. That's, why not? That, man, my ego is going to feel so stroked after this. That's my I'm job. Need a towel. Yeah, that's my job, man. Okay. And I have lots of towels. They're, they're in the closet. I haven't there, seen dude. a single towel in this whole building. We keep them hidden. We okay. keep them hidden. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't wear the right underwear. You, what underwear are you wearing? Uh, they're dry fit and they are. I I'm also wearing dry fit underwear. I am, I am so matchy today. I'm like gray on white and then i got the the contrasty shirt but like my yeah i got gray american eagle okay um dry fit underwear greatest invention of ever since sliced bread that's the hardest i've ever made eye contact with a man while telling him about my underwear in explicit detail i'm but it won't uh, be the last hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um so you're wearing a dry fit thong which is great fully fully that's, support that's that. what i said a thong <laughs> yes <That's> right yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> At first, it's abrasive, but then it becomes a part of you. Yeah, I mean, who likes panty lines? Let's be real. Not me. I don't like lines of any kind in no. my pants. That's why I never carry anything in my pockets. I keep my keys in my shoes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I like to just um, wear like you know that you know that crease of like skin between your scrotum and your and your thigh. That's typically where I keep my wallet. Wait, wait, wait. the crease of skin in between not your crease, scrotum. but like you know that you know like there's like a there's a good section of skin where like when your scrotum is like leaning against your thigh in pants, and it just doesn't really move yeah, much, yeah, you know? yeah 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 yeah. Especially I mean yeah. when you're not wearing underwear, everything's like. <laughs> you know, right. free balling literally. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, no, that's where I like to keep my wallet. So anyone that tries to mug me, that's a great place has to, keep to give wallet. me a good time first. I feel like your uh, dollar bills would get kind of soggy though. Oh, they do. They do. But they're never crunk, like crinkled. You right. know, they're nice. And like, if I get those, you know, those new bills that are annoying because you're trying to count them and they stick together. I never do. But if they're soggy, they would stick together. No, no, no. Soggy is not true. Uh, just a tiny bit damp. Okay. You know, just a little, just like it flat. It's like when you iron your shirt, you know, it uh-huh. gets a little bit damp and then it dries out immediately I'm when it gets you. the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're not soggy enough that like if you like roll them up and squeeze them, there wouldn't be like a, like a ball sweat drip, mm-hmm. but like they're, they're soggy enough that like, you know, when you take a, like when you take a shower and you hang up the towel mm-hmm. after like an hour, it's still sort of damp. It's like that. Damp is the operative word for yeah. sure. It's yeah. like if you were at a strip club, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to like lick the dollar bills. Well, when I go to the strip you, club, yeah. I'm the one that gets put to work. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I'm the one carrying everyone's drinks. That's why. Oh, I thought it's because you were showing everyone your uh, your 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 fit G string. No, I don't bring cash into the strip club. Are you crazy? I'll get mugged or robbed or something. But what I'm saying though is like. What you could do is take your damp dollar bills out of your scrotum sack and you can just like you can slap them onto like the asses of strippers and they would stick. That's the whole point. I don't touch strippers in COVID, man. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, but you don't have to if you're touching them with your dollar bill. It's like a layer. Oh, I see. It's basically like a mask for I your I wonder hands. if that's a CDC guideline for how to operate in strip clubs these days. That should be. That should be. If you're going to touch the strippers, make sure there's at least one to five dollar bills between your hand and their ass. That's uh. That yes. sounds that sounds pretty sanitary to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. I like, mean, the trace amounts of cocaine that are found on most dollar bills mm-hmm. these days anyway, I mean, that just adds more fun to the party. See, I've been um, saying that you should have always have a layer of a dollar bill in between you and a stripper since before COVID. Like yeah. so since before it was like trendy to like do shit like that. I mean, that's where babies come from. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slapping dollar bills on strippers <laughs> that were originally in your nutsack. Does Jeff know about that? Jeff? Dude, <laughs> Jeff? I don't think he knows Let's about ask that, Jeff. <laughs> ask Jeff. A new podcast. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Where do you keep your dollar bills? <laughs> <laughs> the number one question is, hey, Jeff, do you have time to do this podcast? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's yeah. a very busy man. He is a very busy man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're 12. <laughs> We're back to, yes. Yes, my childhood. No, no, okay. So you're 15. You're learning songs on guitar. What, yeah. Your, your first show. What was the... What, like, first show. Yeah, okay. First, uh, show. first show. Or, what hold on, hold on. Show? We're skipping here. We are skipping here. The first time you played guitar in front of someone else. Oh, uh, ooh. Um, that would have been... After that summer, that first summer of playing guitar, picking it up, not putting it down, that's pretty much reality. Okay. Uh, wake up, play guitar, eat a few meals, and that was my my whole summer that summer. For the most part. You were completely obsessed with uh, it. Completely and totally obsessed with it, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, were you singing during this time? Not with any ambition to do it in front of anyone. Okay. Uh, I mean, at this point, like... I was always raised, uh, follow your dreams, pay your bills. So I had a semi-practical uh, mentality as a teenager, as practical as a teenager's mentality can be, which isn't very much, but I never had any ambition, nor did I ever think it was possible to make a living as a musician. That just wasn't, that was equivalent to being a, a professional, you know, uh, baseball player or something like that. It just wasn't going to happen. Not in reality. So strictly a hobby, strictly just something I enjoy doing for the fat, for the sake of enjoying it. That mm -hmm. was it. End of that summer was my birthday. Mom and dad went in and got me. A, I don't remember if they did it together. And they never did is, anything sorry, together. And this so. is the summer when you're around 15, 16 years old. Yes. Right, uh, okay. Turning, I believe turning 16, got a, got an electric guitar for Christmas along with, um, guitar lessons from a instructor who had a background in jazz because so what, my yeah. favorite band was incubus and their guitarist had a background in jazz okay so i was like i want to play like that guy i like that so i got really lucky i had an incredible instructor he ended up teaching me in his words about three years worth of college level music theory over the course of six to nine months wow and i was lucky enough to be in the state of mind where i absorbed that information mm-hmm Probably about a year after that was the first show. Um, okay. Well, I it, it, it sounds band like and it, it sounds like um, like around this time. Um, I mean, what you're saying is that your parents got you this guitar. Your parents mm -hmm. um, like had this guy come in and teach you stuff. What it sounds like is that people were recognizing that like this is more than a passion. This is like a purpose. Like this is something that you're completely obsessed with, and they support it. There were other things going on in my personal life that motivated my parents to be nice to me okay uh my mom in particular and um again at for some reason my brain's not letting me remember exactly w whether or not that was a collaborative effort or if, it, or if it was just on her side i think it was just on her side of things but either way i i can't speak to whether or not they recognized something or whatever i think you know realistically it was well i yeah i showed a, a passion and an interest in this thing and she liked that I was into that thing, so she supported it. Um, and I, like I said, I got lucky. I had a, I had a great instructor. Mm -hmm. So a year later, you joined a band. Well, a year later, I started teaching, and I joined a band around okay. the same time. Yeah, and the band was terrible. 
Why was of the course. band terrible? Because it was a first band. That's how first bands are supposed to be. Wait, but I'm saying the members of the band, what, were they just like not on the level that you wanted? Or <laughs> No, I was the weakest link in the band. I'd only oh. been playing guitar for a year. Okay. Uh, and I mean, they were great. They were my best friends. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we did everything together, including, you know, play music together. They uh, ultimately kicked me out of the band. Oh my gosh. I kept writing really sad, you know, um, in my feelings kind of music Mm -hmm. and they wanted to play like happy upbeat pop punk kind of Mm -hmm. music. And I I was down with that, but I wasn't writing that. And the other guitarist who was my best friend at the time, he was writing that kind of stuff and they broke up or I, I got kicked out of the band Mm -hmm. and then they broke up. What was that conversation like? Um, it was a typical like teenage breakup. Basically it was, it was very like, let's dance around this subject, but not actually like say it and let you figure it out kind of a thing, which, you know, that's, that's teenagers. That's awkward. We do. We don't have, we haven't developed those uh, communication skills yet. Yes. You know, at the time I was furious and, and, and heartbroken Mm -hmm. because I, you know, it was this thing that I cared about. Did you write a song about it? I'm sure I did. I, I don't remember what happened to it or what, like it. It wasn't any good <laughs> if I did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, that band ended and then I found an, another group of guys and I was in choir at this point. I was a senior in high school. Uh, you know, this, that, that first band lasted for Wait, a while. You, you were in choir. Uh, yeah, my, my, my only year in choir was my senior year in high school. And I tried out as a joke because my skater friends dared me to do it. Really? But mm-hmm. you stuck with it for a year. Well, I got in and, and, and they put me in the, the highest choir you can get into without specifically rehearsing or uh, without specifically auditioning because you had to audition for choir. That was the thing. You had to audition. We had a, um, uh, the choir that I was part of at my school had a lot of accolades for like state state championships and things like that. Nice. So they, they like to think they had high standards for a public school. Okay. But um, you never played in the school band as a guitarist or anything no, like that. No, no, no. no. I, I was, I was, too cool for that you were too cool for that (laughs) uh which is to say actually no i was terrified of band because they all read sheet music and at that time i didn't have a great like i knew how to do it but i wasn't well practiced okay and those you know those band guys again you had to audition for that just like any school band and one of the prerequisites is you had to sight read music i couldn't do that Mm -hmm. so i knew right off the bat that wasn't yeah that was out and and you were learning it on your at your own pace anyway yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, to a degree. I mean, what I didn't realize at the time was like I, I was learning music theory that those kids didn't learn until college. Really? Okay. Yeah, because my teacher had a master's degree in, I think he had a master's degree in, in like jazz theory and performance. Um, and like I said, like he would give me something, not expecting me to, you know, absorb it after a week had gone by and then a week would go by and I would have absorbed it and been asking for more. So he started giving me more and more and more. This is your, your teacher. This is my instructor. Your your instructor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you still in contact with him? I haven't talked to him in probably a decade, which is sad, but last I heard he was a band director at a school somewhere up in St. Louis. Okay. Um, as far as I know, like a high school band director Mm -hmm. up there because I mean, he had the skills for that. Anyway, what's his name? Uh, his name is, uh, Pat Matheny. Pat Matheny. Shout out to Pat Matheny. Wait, What's his name? I believe it's Pat Matheny. Oh my God, I can't. I'm spacing his name right now. I think it's Pat Matheny. It's Matheny for sure. Okay. So uh, something Matheny. (laughs) 
I, you know what? Come to think of it, I did reach out to him probably about eight years ago online. I found him on Facebook or something, and I think I sent him an email, and he sent me one back, and that was it. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So now you've graduated high school. You're a huge, 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 like, guitar head. You yep. love, love, you love guitar. Mm-hmm. Do you go to college? Uh, well, I'm at this point, I'm teaching. Okay. And in the same way that my my instructor taught, because he got me a job teaching, because I was complaining about my job at McDonald's. Hey, how long did you work at McDonald's for? Like three months. How was that? It was Was a nightmare. Was it greasy? It was greasy in every way possible. I think I still have deep fryer grease in my DNA from that. (laughs) experience i think that when you uh get accepted for the job you just immediately smell like a french fry for Mm -hmm. the rest of your entire life you immediately adopt the phrase uh thank you come again anytime someone says goodbye to you it sounds like something apu said in the simpsons thank you come again Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) but with an american accent yes um Mm -hmm. were you working the uh the the headset the heads. Oh yeah yeah that that's the way that job worked at the time i don't know how it is now but at the time it was like this is when they that's, they're like, like let's early throw it at the wall and see what sticks except the it is their employees and the wall is every possible thing you can do in that place short of like cooking when you're when you're on the the cooking line you're hired for that position okay but i believe everything else is like you know you work the registers you work the drive through you work the this is um, when like early 2000s yeah yeah okay. this is like 2000 and Four. 2004 okay. yeah yeah at the mcdonald's uh st louis location yeah the only one the mm-hmm. only one yeah the only mcdonald's in st louis no, i'm joking there's, there's a million a, there's, there's a million there's gotta there's... be like a ken apperson plaque at that <laughs> mcdonald's or something no no <laughs> see this is the thing you're gonna find out i can speak with confidence but i'm not terribly exceptional i disagree completely because i that saw you perform point. i saw you perform and it was absolutely ex- exceptional Anyway, McDonald's mm-hmm. has it. Did anyone like scream at you for getting? Oh their God, order yeah. Wrong or something? If I learned anything about working at McDonald's, it's that if any person, if there there are certain people, and, and I would say there's probably quite a few people that when they get the tiniest sense of power, they immediately have to exude that power over someone else. Do you know about? And yes, yeah, being at a being at a fast food establishment is the perfect place for them to do that. Okay. Uh, case in point, I was working drive through one Sunday afternoon. A man asked for a large iced tea. When you asked for a large iced tea, it came with a lemon, and it says that on the, the screen, and it says, like, you know, with lemon or whatever, and you can pull that out if they don't want it. Yeah. Well, he didn't get his lemon. Okay. So he proceeded to pull in, park, come inside, and then berate me. No way. Uh, it, with every name imaginable for... I don't know, five minutes, two years, couldn't what? tell. I was terrified as a as a teenager who had zero self confidence and uh, a good amount of like anxiety just in general working in that environment. He sounds pretty uh, sour. I don't even know if he needed a lemon. My, f- oh god. <laughs> oh. Wait, let, me, let me just give myself that. Okay, cool. Uh- <laughs> That's good. That's that's good. Thanks, man. That's that's my kind of humor, man. Absolutely. <laughs> my favorite part of that exchange, at the very end of it, I don't remember anything he said, but at the very end of it, he got quiet for a second and uh-huh. he straightened up and he goes, guess I'll have to go to Burger King <laughs> and storms out because Burger King was right across the street from oh us. Oh my gosh. And I was like, cool. <laughs> 
I love Burger King <laughs> more than I like McDonald's. Burger King has onion rings. I hate onions. What? Yeah. Dude, onions are great, man. Mm. I can appreciate what they do for a dish. I can. Yeah. But they don't. They don't sit. Well, I should say onions don't like me. Why don't onions like you? I get tummy aches from onions. They uh, don't like me. When I was in, uh, when I was uh, at Camp Blue Star, Jewish sleepaway camp, middle school ish, mm-hmm. I was tra- We every uh, session, each session is a month. Every session, you go on a camp out. And on the camp out, they give you lots of food to cook and like chop up. It's a whole, it's cute. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you get, big ass onion. And for some reason this year, they give us two big ass onions. And I was challenged to eat the entire onion. This is a big ass onion. And I ate it because I fucking love onions. Wow. Dude, onions are great, man. I That's think you, disgusting. I think, dude, listen, onions are not disgusting. That's not disgusting. That's good. Onions are good for you. You know how much vitamin D is in an onion? You know how much sugar is in an onion? None. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, see, the onion, Why do you think they're sweet? Why do you think they caramelize? You know okay. Caramelize is sugar. Yeah. Caramelized onions are onions cooked in butter. I wasn't eating a caramelized onion. The sugar emulsifies with the butter. No, no, no. See, that's not true. You, you just made that up. I didn't. No, 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 no. See, the onions that they give us. See, okay, we're a kosher camp, uh-huh. and you can't eat sugar when you're kosher. Okay. So they would give us sugarless onions. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. It was really, really good. It I wasn't would, sweet I, I at would all. very much like for you to purchase online and send to my address some sugarless onions, please. Will you eat? I will, I will eat. Will you eat a whole sugarless onion? I will, I I will take a one? video for your podcast of me <laughs> eating a sugarless onion if you can find one. I'm going to hold you that. So, mm-hmm. um, dude, I mean, they're great, man. What's your favorite fruit? <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a common question with this show, huh? I watched it is. I watched yeah. uh, the most recent episode <laughs> of J T Brown, Brown, yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was an interesting. That's an interesting question. What's your favorite fruit? Yeah, what's your favorite fruit? Um, hmm. do you want some options? Orange, raspberry, strawberry. Is tomato a fruit? I don't know, but we'll count it. Grape. Tomato is a fruit, technically. Yeah, tomato's a fruit. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> you can go with that fader too. I like that. That's yeah, good. Uh, my favorite fruit. My favorite fruit. Coffee beans count as a fruit. Um, fruit? I'll count it. Coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Apples, uh, dude. Apples. Are my apples favorite. are great. Yeah, I love apples. The, I the standard. Bun- I have a bunch of apples at my house. Apples are great uh, because they go on a great. French sandwich, French style sandwich, where you guy, you are one very classy thin. fuck. Oh, have you seen this shirt, dude? Yeah, and with the V, <laughs> with the V neck, and the Air Force Ones. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, dude. have you seen the bottom of those shoes? They're pure white. New Air Force One, Ken Apperson. It's my first pair of white shoes. I'm very scared to make them dirty, dude. Very scared. I didn't realize that I was gonna have to go to the gym after this because I just got flexed on. <laughs> Straight up, God, man, fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, I just got these, uh, these, uh, you know, real casual. These fucking Todds. Yeah, what are right. Todds? Oh, dude, Todds are just classy shoes, man. My Yo, former roommate is dating a guy named Todd, and he's pretty classy. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Todd. Let's get him on the phone. Did he make those shoes? No, I don't. Th- I mean, maybe. Do we have a phone call option? Oh, of course, dude. This is connected. This is connected to my phone. Wow, that's dude, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we can do like 
uh, prank phone calls. We can, uh, oh, dude, we played this game called uh, Teacup Pig mm-hmm. where we decide if things are overrated or underrated. Let's and call then, your mom and ask her about the CDC regulations uh, in uh, when it comes to strippers and dollar bills. Um, hmm, I'm just trying to because I'm down. That's a negative. We can, Ghostwriter. we can, we can call my mom and ask her about something. I'm totally kidding. We don't have to call you. No, mom. I, I know, but like it, we can always call someone. I already talked to her last night. What did she say? She said you're a very well behaved young man. Really? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because she's been dead for five. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> That's why I carry a shovel in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, and then and you and you brought a fucking coffin to the studio. Coughing, sneezing, you know. Bless you. Um, so, you don't you uh, you're teaching guitar, and you know all of jazz theory. <laughs> you you know all of jazz. Okay. <laughs> you have acquired jazz yes. in your journey. Big jazz guy. Mm-hmm. So, what's next? Uh, what's next? Um, I did go to school uh, for music theory for half of a semester. Uh, no, for almost a full semester. I, at this point, was working as a teacher out of a music store in St. Louis, and I had a friend-slash-mentor who was a music major who had a music degree who worked there and worked at a gas station and said to me, the only reason for anyone to get a music degree is if they plan to teach on a college level or if they plan to operate a studio. And even the studio guys don't always need school because nine times out of 10, they get hired because they're friends with the guy who owns the studio. Case in point, I also was a producer at a studio in St. Louis because I knew the owner. Yeah, <laughs> he hired yeah. me as the executive producer, uh, which was a cool business card to hand to people when I was 19. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I went to school for music theory and that filled in the gaps from guitar music theory to universal music theory for me. Wait, had, wait, 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 wait. What's the difference between guitar music theory and universal music theory? The way theory? music theory is interpreted through a guitar. The only difference is, it like, so, you know, on a piano, very clearly laid out, you know, literally white in white and black, you know, the white keys are the, are the natural keys and the black keys are the accidental keys, which is, like, inherently racist in and of itself. But what, it's also what great, can I say? It's also a great band. Bach, you know, Bach played it. He didn't question it. But so... Yeah, so it's all laid out in black and white, very easy to understand as far as like the the note layout. Guitar necks are not like that. Guitar necks are a little bit more convoluted. So you have to adjust the way that the information is being delivered and received in order to make it understandable on guitar. It's no different than like like a harp player or well actually no, a harp player is probably a little bit easier in terms of understanding it. Playing it is more difficult. Um, but you know, harps are just a, a sideways piano. Mm-hmm. But like oh, uh, cool. like a saxophone. You know, uh, saxophones, like you really need to know where those notes exist on a saxophone in order to be able to execute it and, you know, read the music for it and everything. Um, knowing how your tools work makes you craft better shit. That makes a lot of sense. And that makes me feel bad about not knowing what a fucking noise gate is. Well, it's a learning process. Yeah, it truly Man, is. Like I'm, you know, I just learned. I mean, dude, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been doing this for five months right so i've been i've been working in this world off and on for you know 12 years 11 uh, no longer than that 14 15 years i've Mm -hmm. been playing guitar since i was 15 so almost 20 years Mm -hmm. um so you do go to school for a little bit what school is that uh st louis community college but their professor of music there was like one of the top rated ones in the country as far as community colleges goes which is kind of like being um you know the coolest car 
at the buy here, pay here, used car dealership. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but for, you know, any faults he may have had, he it's like was, being the hottest chick at the old folks home. <laughs> that's a, right. That's temperature wise. I that's mean, a, you know, there's plenty of cold ones, weird but, one. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, um, he, you know, he was, he was excellent and he helped me be able to translate music theory from just guitar to everything. Oh, wow. Uh, and that, that process made me a better musician. It made me a better songwriter. Although I learned a few things probably about 10 years later that I wish I'd known at that time. Mm -hmm. And that those kinds of things that I wish I'd known, I probably would have learned if I'd stuck with music school. Um, but if I can give any advice, and I, I said this on uh, Tone Capone on um, Waves of the Bay this past weekend, if I can give any advice to aspiring musicians, you don't necessarily need to go to school for music and music theory. You do need to go to school for the business side of music. Mm -hmm. Learn the business as quickly and efficiently as you can. Because I mean, yeah, that's why all the that, people that yeah. already know the business are using their knowledge to better themselves, and sometimes that's going to be to your uh, disadvantage. I mean, a little bit about me. Like that's why I went to law school. Like mm -hmm. I, I went to law school so I can be an entertainment attorney and really help, and help musicians. So yeah. that's your that's your primary function as a lawyer. That's why I'm out here. You're you're an entertainment lawyer. Yeah, like, that's awesome. I, I, I I'm I'm not gonna like. Um, say that I know every single little thing about the music business. Like I'm not going to like well, no. say that, but, but you know, the legal like, side, I and that's the, a huge, I know the legal side and like advantage. after passing the bar exam, like I, well, dur while studying for the bar exam, I got in contact with Wright, I got in contact with C and like they brought, they brought me out here. They introduced me to the musicians out here. And as you know, the amount of people pursuing creativity via music out here is not only vast mm -hmm. but it's quality yeah it's like um, it's amazing well that's the gospel that i'm trying to push right now and that's kind of like the point of my show you know the sunday sesh which is about to receive a whole new makeover a whole new name new, new time i'm announcing all of that as of when this podcast when is this podcast airing uh probably within a week or two okay okay so by then it will already have been announced what what, what day is it being announced tomorrow Oh, it's being announced tomorrow. So Friday, I'm going live, and I'm I'm going to tell people, you know, what. what okay, well, what, what it all what's is. It, what's it going to be called? So yeah, just you know, don't post anything about it until after you got you know, it. Yeah, that's but but uh, no, it's going to be called uh, Coda Project. K O D A C O D A Coda. C O D A Coda is that? a is a uh, is a music theory uh, thing. It's a it's a little symbol that exists in music theory for sheet okay, music. Wait, I want to pull that Go up. and look it up. Yeah. yeah kind of yeah, looks yeah. like, a, um, it kind of looks like crosshairs. Yeah. Kind of looks like crosshairs. What, what would I look up? Just Coda music? C-O-D-A. You, you, you can just put in Coda and it'll probably pop up. Okay. In the images. Yeah. But I like it's, it. It's, it. It looks like a sniper thing? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It's crosshairs, basically. Crosshairs. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. That's cool. Um, but the, the function of it is to, is, is finality. Um, it, you know, it's, it's the indication that a section is, is ending you, you know, there's a term called back to coda, which is, you know, you get through a segment, you go back to the, the coda that ended the previous segment, that kind of thing. Um, and the point of it is a, a number of things, but one of the hardest things that musicians, um, find themselves stuck with is the concept of finishing, finishing a project, finishing a song, finishing an album, they, they get into the studio and I'm super guilty of this. I have so many projects that I just never finished because realistically there's a fear of, you know, 
taking something that you were emotionally vulnerable, vulnerable about and putting it out in the world and saying, Hey, guess what? This is me, no armor. And then them going, Oh, this sucks. You know, that kind of thing. Musicians oh, are know, genuinely that's not what afraid I thought of that. You were say. I thought that you were going to say, uh, you put something out into the world, then you re-listen to it, kind of like puzzle pieces. Yeah. And like, you wish that like, oh, the drums were a little bit louder or something. Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean, the reality is any, I, I think at least, um, any musician who cares about their craft really cares about their craft. They're never going to see their music as finished. They're only going to see it as good enough. Okay. Uh, the term is actually listenable. Um, oh, you know, it's funny. I look for wh- that whenever I talk about podcasts, I always say consumable, mm-hmm. like it just needs to be consumable. Yeah. So the music has to be listenable. Mm-hmm. It has to be listenable. Um, and that's a very prominent term, but anyway, so that's, that's the point. It's a, it's a project. It's the goal of the show is to elevate the local music scene to a national level. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. We have enough musicians in this town. We have enough songwriters, performers. We have enough people that have their look right that have their sound enough together things going on we have enough projects yeah. that exist in this town and that are constantly continuing to be birthed from this town that we have the musicians we have the professional studios and the engineers to run them we have you know podcasts like this one we have an attorney we have an attorney we have the the legal side of the music industry yeah the music industry has all of the puzzle pieces that are necessary to function here the way that it does in la or in new york the only thing really missing to me is um the the government side of things and the tax side of things Mm -hmm. uh, not creating enough incentives for those companies to exist here. But I mean, how many articles have you seen over the past three years saying that the, that Tampa Bay is like the number one place for industry to invest? Tampa Bay is the number one place for the real estate market. I actually have. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. But before I moved out here, it's like, yo, Tampa, the business world is recognizing this area as a place of massive and explosive growth. And the only industry, not the only, but one of the only industries that isn't yet kind of keyed in on that is the music industry. Now, I don't know those people, and maybe they have a perfectly good reason for looking at Tampa going, mm, no. But Nashville, New York, LA, Atlanta, those places all are a hub for entertainment. It's not just music. You know, the, the movie industry is there too. And maybe that's one of the things that go hand in hand. But as far as the local music scene we have enough talent here that there's no reason and and you know with the internet with youtube with podcasts like this that are distributed nationally and globally there's no reason why we can't elevate the national perception of the tampa bay music scene as one that's acceptable to stand side by side with those other music scenes so the only thing i think we can do as a local scene is do our best to elevate that perception Mm -hmm. because if we if we set our own artists up side by side with the national recording artists that are, you know, getting airplay, you know, nationally and all that stuff. If we set them up side by side talent wise, the talents are even keel. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's the point of the show. We create an environment that looks professional, that looks um, acceptable to a national audience. And we put our scenes best and brightest on that show and show the world that, Hey, guess what? This is genuinely as good as the stuff you're already listening to that you already know. But you watch this show and you're going to discover your new favorite artist. You're going to discover your new favorite song. That's where you're going to find it. Yeah. That's the point of the show. Yeah. And you've had some great artists on it. You've had Mike Mass on it. Like, who else have you had on it? 
we've had um, some of my honestly like my f- favorite people, um, both personally and as like talented musicians. We've had Christopher James on the show, who is um, a local kind of indie soulful um, artist, I mean, just incredible, great songwriter, incredible vocalist, mm-hmm. incredible uh, musician. We've had Kalia Lene on the show. She is an alum from The Voice uh, from a few years ago, and I mean. Anybody that cares to go listen to that or go watch that episode with her and her um, her band on the show. She did this really cool thing that I wasn't expecting. She brought uh, a keyboardist to be her her instrumental accompaniment, and then she brought two vocalists to be her background singers as well. Whoa. And that was the arrangement. So it simultaneously had this incredible powerhouse, like three part harmony Ooh. vocal feel. And because there's only the keyboards, who was, by the way, he's an incredible um, musician. Tori Thomas uh, is the the keyboardist. It had an incredibly intimate feel while also feeling like just top-notch professional. It was mm-hmm. incredible. And those, they were in my house. They were in my living room because most of the episodes are from my living room. Is your living room currently a full TV production studio? No, no. We set it up and tear it down. Wow. That's it. We So my living room is a living room right now. Oh, well, that's good. Um, there's a there's a time lapse on the Facebook page of, mm-hmm. of the living room becoming the soundstage. Right. Um, I've partnered with Lunar View Media, uh, Lunar View Media Services, LLC. If you are a musician who is in need of video services, music video, live video, anything like that, get in touch with Ben Italis from Lunar View Media Services because he's the guy that runs the visuals on our show and he's the reason why it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I will not take credit for that because <laughs> I don't have any, that's not my expertise. I'm not a video guy. Right. I barely, like as we were working together, I started learning, learning terminology and I'm still, that's why like when I came in, I was like, oh, do you have a two shot? Because I wanted to sound cool. <laughs> I, I learned that term I've like five it, months I've, ago. I've done it. Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've never heard that term before, but I know ah, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You pick it up quick. Exactly. Yeah. But makes sense. Ooh, I, whoa. Charge battery pack. Whoa. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. We're good. Let me just do this literally as we're talking about video production i'm going to raise my microphone too so i can have better posture while i'm talking yeah go ahead get comfy please uh, oh. isn't that ironic as we're talking about video in a world where cameras there we go have dying batteries what, what what are you saying in a world where camera batteries are dying one man had access to a charger. One man. Graham Radio presents Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Graham Radio. And Julia Louise Dreyfus. In. I don't know why I picked her. That's terrible casting for that concept. It would that be a cool work. two shot, though. Wank, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. wank. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, I've done a two shot before and I'm not good at it. Yeah. What, yeah. It's like this room just isn't big enough for, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making excuses here, yes, but you are. yeah, I know. I, I recognize it <laughs> but I've, I've put up like a camera there for a two shot. Uh-huh. It's just like, we're literally on like two completely different sides of uh-huh. the, it, it's like, it, it makes it look weird in my opinion. Two shot from vertical. From yeah. vertical. Isn't that weird? It's unique. 
two shot from vertical. You know, there's a marketing concept that says it's a terrible idea because you can't see their face. Well, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. There's a marketing concept that says um, different is better than better. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a two shot from above, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe mm-hmm. it would look shitty, but it may lead to other ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the key. Keep trying things. Exactly. Uh, Gary V. You know who Gary V is. Uh, he's a, a Gary Vaynerchuk. My neighbor? Yeah. He's Gary. Uh, wait, wait, do you know who Gary V is? Do you know who Gary V is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Gary V. He, yes. uh, he has this whole thing about like, do like when you're. He's mad about wine or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's a big social media guy and one of the things that he preaches not is that big. like I mean, it's like five foot three. Oh my so. gosh this guy man he's teeny tiny <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right you know what never mind man never mind <laughs> that's a good nirvana album. dude you're a good podcast guest am uh, i yes that's good yes yeah you, you are a good podcast guest not i was expecting you to say oh but not great or something like no, I'll take a compliment. Yeah, no, compliments are nice. One thing that I learned when I was a kid, uh, well, when I was a early 20-year-old, is that uh, if you spend all your time criticizing yourself and never encouraging yourself or accepting compliments, you don't leave yourself open to the balancing factor of positive feelings when there's negative feelings present. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. It's not bad to have negativity. It's bad to only have negative negativity. Because, yes. uh, you know, um, if you're... Nope, that's a tangent. Uh, so when I when I receive a compliment, mm-hmm. and this is going to sound weird and maybe even a little bit douchey, but I try no, to, not I more tr- douchey than that shirt. I try not to. Hey, man, <laughs> this is such fucking bullshit. I have been getting shit on for this shirt all day long. <laughs> as soon, when Ken walked in, him and Wright were saying that it looks like Ed Hardy, which it does not. This is online ceramic. Go ahead and it's stand so up legit. for the people. Can you can you give them? Let's let's okay. give a turn on the catwalk. Yeah. Yep, that looks good. Give them, show them the back. Cool. The back is is pretty important Hold to on. to give the full effect. I got we've got this. some. We've got shout out to Dead and Co. Folsom Field, two thousand nineteen. Where I got? Oh no, this is Atlanta, July 2019. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So let's see the back. Let's take a look at the back. The back looks. Uh, yeah. Take your. Yeah. There you go. Then we can stretch it out. Pull it down a little bit in the back. Really we got to cool. like. It's a little little wrinkled. Is it? There we go. There we That's go. it. Climate change. Dead serious. I'm on board with that sentiment. Climate I mean, change is real. It is real. Climate change is, is real. And like before the podcast started, Ken was saying like climate change is not real. The coronavirus <laughs> is fake. Like the podcast host is trying to regain no. control over the yeah. podcast. And everyone. like, listen, man, the earth is not flat. Okay. No matter <laughs> what you say. Okay. I don't care how big your following is. I, I, don't, I don't care about your proof, dude. 11 degrees. Dude. I, he was preaching about this 11 degrees crap before he got in here. And it's like, no, dude. In the Caribbean seas with the no, hot no, mommies no, 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 no. bringing, I papi. Um, I love that song. Oh, it's my childhood. How does it go? Oh, a uh, party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. Iminito, Miami. Miami. Welcome to Miami. Well, wait, you're Hispanic. Can you say welcome to Miami in like a really Hispanic way? Welcome okay. to Miami. Oh, come on, Raquel. Don't be scared. Say it. Say it. Yeah, no, don't. Don't. Don't gratify that. It's okay. It would be so funny. No. Welcome to Miami. No. She's right. I don't even speak Spanish. See, there you go. Oh, damn it. Am I just being a bigot? A little bit. I might just be being a bigot. It's that shirt. God, this is such <laughs> fucking bullshit. It's a cool shirt. Hey, you know what? You're but you know what? Here's the deal. Uh, what, if what's you, the deal? If you stick to your guns and you enjoy it, then that's what makes it cool. Dude. 
Yeah, man. It's a cool shirt. That's that, right. That's just, listen, I love John Mayer and John Mayer loves online ceramics. I like John and, Mayer too. Dude, he's He's great. a big influence. He's a, he's, no, kinda. He's, a big, he's, he's a big deal. He's awesome. Yeah. I love John Mayer and I think that he's so funny mm-hmm. and like he wears online ceramics. He's how I found online ceramics. Online ceramics does all this cool stuff with Grateful Dead and it's like, yo, like they're fucking cool mm-hmm. like i literally bought and i'm not proud of this i bought a 60 dollars shirt that's just white and it says online ceramics with their little caterpillar logo like i, I do not like buying white shirts for obvious i'm, I'm kind of messy when it comes to food like i'm i'm kind of gross when it comes to food to be totally honest and like yeah like you know do you have a do you have a guilty pleasure food sure what is it food no 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 no, no. like let me give you my guilty pleasure food Subway tuna subs. Ugh. That is my shit. That is my favorite thing. To There's eat. no tuna. I know, according to the news, but I don't believe that crap. It's also not real bread. It's so good though. Like when it like it, it's like juicy. Like you you can kind of like squeeze it and it makes like a puddle of like gross stuff. I, yep. And you can just like take a chip and kind of like it's like the, it's like um like it it turns into some soup. It's so good. I didn't think we were going to talk about anything more disgusting than my scrotum and the and the the dampness of hey, bills listen, there. They li- you li- just listen. topped it. Y- y- li- yo. Your scrotum is not disgusting, okay? You need to have more confidence in your scrotum. I have plenty of okay? confidence. Okay, well, in my but it's not disgusting, dude. It, it's, I've never seen it, but I, it's not disgusting. Dude. I'm glad you. I'm glad okay? you pointed that out for yes. the people. Thank you. So I got you, man. Mm-hmm. Subway tuna subs are disgusting, and I accept that. But okay. I also accept that I'm disgusting when it comes to food. You know what? I can't. I can't uh, fault you too much because up until a few years ago, good good number uh, five or six years ago, yeah, I my guilty pleasure was. Oh, I almost don't even want to say it. Was gas station cheeseburgers? Gas station cheeseburgers. That was it. That is actually. And then I got. And then I got salmonella. Are you serious? The end of it. Are you serious? Yeah, I was out of commission for three days. That is disgusting. It was the worst, and it was like, yes, this is what I deserve for for eating this garbage. No, I used to be man. When when I stopped drinking, I also gave up smoking. I mean, I I'd only picked it up for six or seven months okay and i realized at that point i'd I'd come up to that threshold where i was like okay i either need to stop this now or it's going to become like a lifelong thing i'm not going to be able to stop so i stopped that 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 mental fortitude is awesome dude matters i got lucky that that happened at a time in my life where i had a lot of mental clarity Mm -hmm. um but so at that time i was also i was eating like i had a ritual after a gig i'd go through a drive-through and I'd eat some food in my car while listening to something on the radio or like watching Netflix on my phone. And that and that was my way of like decompressing after a show. A lot of musicians will tell you like we like to decompress after we get off stage. And that was that was my ritual. It was mm-hmm. sitting in the car eating absolute garbage and knowing I was eating absolute garbage and, and being like like reveling in, in my satisfactory self-destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it feels good. It felt like I, I have a, I have a, I have a self-destructive uh, streak in me. And okay. that was like, you know, petting that nerve that exists in my brain. Okay. But, and and that went on for oh years. That, years, that went on for years. And then I realized, Oh, I'm, I have terrible chronic acid reflux. That's ruining my voice because of this terrible diet that I have. So I can either just not have a good voice or I can stop this idiocy and take control of what I'm putting into my body and take control of like 
essentially how I feel about myself because that stuff contributed to my mood too. Right. I can fix that stuff and I can prioritize my voice and I can prioritize my craft that I've essentially like formed my identity around or I can continue to be self-destructive. Right. And you know? so, yeah, I mean, you were definitely at a fork in the road. Yeah. So um, th- it's what it sounds like is there was a moment in time where you sort of had this like like this clarity kind of hit you like a wave in the ocean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm also assuming, and you correct me if I'm wrong, like this, like you didn't just start eating gas station cheeseburgers one day. No. Like it was probably oh, like, years. Uh, like, the, yeah. Yeah. It started from childhood and I went through mm-hmm. all kinds of therapy and discovered all kinds of things about myself. How like, great is therapy? Therapy's therapy great. gets such a bad rap for no reason. I had my first uh, virtual telehealth uh, therapy session yesterday morning. Oh, but, congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like a massage for your brain, man. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. it's so nice. It's just like... Um, but I would say it's like a personal trainer session for your brain. I love that. Because you, you, you're you not there to have them do any work for you. You're there to learn how to do the work yourself wow. in a more efficient way. You know, I've been saying that it's a massage for your brain for years, but yeah. I, I like personal training sessions you're for your brain You're misguiding people. It's terrible. Yeah, well, nonetheless, <laughs> dude, um, a, per, a personal training session is so much better. Like my, my mentor, who I've, speaking about, uh, I've spoken about on the podcast before, um, like he opened a lot of... Um, like I give him a lot of credit for where I am now because he kind of like changed the way that I think about things. And one day I said to him, like, um, Mr. Whoever, you guided me down this path. And he's like, no, I just showed you where the key was to open the door. Like, that's it. And you did mm-hmm. the rest of the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like a personal training session for your brain. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you don't realize that you necessarily need that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that moment of clarity well, that's that hits the point. you is like, that's the point. If you, if you are going, if you're walking through this world and you think you have everything figured out, you're at a tremendous disadvantage because no one has everything figured out. They, most people, including myself, barely have themselves figured out, but you know, at least having the humility and the, um, investment into, you know, your own self betterment to, you know, realize that you need a guide through those, uh, you know, dark corridors in your mind. That is, I think, a good portion of the battle won. If you can, if you can make your way through that, if kind, you, with, yeah, with a with a you know with a guide, with a therapist, with that, a kind mental of like, health, kind of like how, um, like the first step to getting healthy is just getting off the couch. Yep. Yeah. So first, you know, whether you're getting out of bed or you're climbing a mountain, um, the first part of the journey is the same, and it's a single step. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And when you were going through like the self-destructive phase or like in the beginning of it, you obviously didn't realize like what sure. was going on. Sure. And is this around the time that you started to uh, pick up gigs? Like uh, I, I, you said that you left community college mm-hmm. and like around this time you're now picking up gigs. I'm in St. Louis. No, I'm not picking up gigs. Um, the band was, you know, having a gig once in a while, Wait, is like this a show the, show. Is this the same band? That this is the new band. This is the new band. This okay. is the band that I, that we all thought we were going to make it. What was the band called? <laughs> the band was called Everlight. Everlight. Okay. Mm-hmm. One you word? You can look at, yep. You can look us up on YouTube. Oh. You will find a bunch of yeah. European house music before you get to us. <laughs> That's awesome. But if you can imagine me with a giant mop of hair and big old sideburns and a and a okay, soul right. patch, hold on a second, let's and find this. aviators that are bigger than my biceps, uh, th- which, which isn't saying much, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I was ever I was a, a beanpole. Light, ever light. If you look us up on YouTube, look for a song called "We'll Get There." 
that we, we Oh my god, Everlight? It, oh, I looked up Okay, well there's some some young child named Everlay with like 13 million views no, per video. No, that's not us for yeah. sure. <laughs> we didn't Jesus, get there. This girl we didn't get has there. 23 Stay million focused, views. Stay focused, Graham. I, I, listen, man. This is just impressive. She's so hot. No, no, no. It's not even that. Uh, wait, hold on. Her success is so hot. Everlay Rose. She looks like she has 3.59 million subscribers on YouTube. Good for her. That's incredible. Good job, Everlay Rose. That's shout awesome. Out, shout out to Everlay Rose. Um, the Everlay. Let's get. We got it. Yep. Here's the European house. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. and type in "We'll get there." With Everlight, and it'll pop right up. We'll get there? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Is this a $1,000 music video, we'll, Everlight, we'll get there? Yep. <laughs> okay. Here, we can actually... Here, um, here. Let, let's keep talking while I pull this up on my YouTube, because we can actually hear it through here. Ah, I see, yes. Well, yeah. anyway, so, yeah, um, we were a band, and, you know, we... Where you know a brother? How old? How old are you? Uh, right, like, uh, you at this point, when that band was formed, uh, eighteen, nineteen, and then um, it it you know grew and evolved as bands do. And at that time, I was also working at the studio, so we had like free studio time, un unending free studio time. Now that is, which best. was a huge, yeah, it was very important yeah, because it huge. helped me learn a lot about being in a studio. All right, so this is Everlight. We'll get there. We're not gonna play the whole thing, but I just want to see what you look like. Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's it's great. The video is is well done. Um, I think the weak link in the video is probably me. Oh yeah, that's the song. Oh my god! <laughs> ah, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. I want them to show you again. That's you. That's me. Dude. Oh, Tampa. Yeah, it's definitely your voice, too. That's awesome. Oh, my God. The baggy jeans is such, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like oh, yeah. Uh, Room for Squares vibe. Oh, yeah. Or not Room for Squares. Uh, heavier, heavy th things. heavier things. Heavier yeah, things. heavier things vibes. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, wait, hold on. Look. That's an amazing shot. Let's see. Oh, yeah. That's that me. is incredible. Yep. I had a big old mop of hair and about 20 pounds less in body, body weight. All right. Listen, uh, Kent, what's up? Oh. Uh-oh. Huh? Switcher is stuck. No, These things happen. Yeah, no, we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, all right. 